This is part two of First Thessalonians two, thirteen to sixteen. I, I can't imagine a more important session than what we're about to have because it poses the question: Have you accepted the Word of God not as the Word of men, but as it really is the Word of God? in such a way that it is at work in you producing this kind of readiness to suffer joyfully for Christ. What happened in this acceptance that caused Paul to thank God? So, Father, as we tackle this question, show us whether we have accepted your word whether it is at work in us, whether we love the truth. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. On account of this, we also thank God constantly that when you received the tradition, as we argued last time, of the Word of God, which you heard from us mere mortals speaking with our mouths into your human ears. So a simple passing along of tradition, of truth. You didn't just receive it as a tradition. You welcomed it. You accepted it. Here's the picture of that back in chapter 1. We know, brothers beloved by God, that he has chosen you. We know you are among the elect that God has chosen and predestined you? How do we know that? Because you became imitators of us and of the Lord, and you accepted the Word, accepted it. You welcomed it. Was that just a reception of a tradition? No, because it was in much affliction, and the affliction didn't produce flight away from the Word. It drew them into the Word and exploded in their hearts at work in them for joy in the Holy Spirit in spite of affliction. Something miraculous happened called the acceptance of the Word of God. So that's what happened here. They accepted this human voice of Paul into their human ears, and it was a word of God, but no, it wasn't a word of God. Not at, I'm sorry, <laughs> it wasn't merely a word of man, not as the word of man, but as what it really is, the word of God. And we'll look more fully next time at what does it mean that it's at work in you who believe. But I want to linger with you over this miracle. This is the same or the outworking of preceding sentence, call, this call. Remember, two sessions, three sessions ago, we said that God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory, this calling here is not an invitation that you can take or leave. This calling here, there is such a calling that you can take or leave. We'll see that in just a minute. But this is not it. This is God's work securing your acceptance, acceptance of the call. That's what's happening here. They 
hear a human word, but in it they hear a divine call, the word of God, that they cannot resist. And I want to know, whoa, how's that happen? Here's 1 Corinthians 2.14. The natural person, what we are without the Holy Spirit, without Christ, without rebirth, the natural person does not accept, same word, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. So what's going to happen? How's anybody going to get saved? Because we're all natural people. You are a natural person before a miracle happened to you to make you something more than a natural person. What what happens? And this is the text we looked at a couple sessions ago uh, in the previous chapter in 1 Corinthians. Jews demand signs. Greeks, that's these Thessalonians, they seek wisdom. We we don't want to hear God. We want to hear some kind of human philosophical wisdom that gives boost to our philosophical egos. But we preach the absurd, bloody Christ crucified. The Messiah of God, the Son of God crucified is what we preach, like a criminal crucified. And what does it become? It becomes a stumbling block to the Jews, and it becomes foolishness to those who are seeking wisdom. They want wisdom, and they get folly. That's what they hear. That did not happen to the Thessalonians, right? The Thessalonians heard them preach, heard Paul preach Christ crucified. How did they hear it? They heard it as, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. In other words, while many were saying, that message is baloney, (laughs) it's just foolishness, it's just a stumbling block, who can possibly believe in a Messiah who's crucified like a criminal? And they reject it. But then there's a group of people among the Jews and a group of people among the Greeks who are called. And they hear in that message power and wisdom from God. That's what's going on here. You were called back in verse 12, and this is how that call was effected. You accepted the word of God not as the word of men, but as it really is the Word of God. How did that happen? Have you experienced that? What was it like when you experienced it? What is it like now as you experience it in an ongoing way? Let me point you to a text that describes what happened. See if this fits your experience. 2 Corinthians 4. The God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So that's all of us before we were born again, before we were called out of darkness into his marvelous light, before we accepted the word of man as the word of God, the gospel, we were all blind. So how are we going to be saved if we're blind? How are we going to see God in the gospel? To keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory 
of Christ, who is the image of God. That's what we have to see in order to be saved. And Satan doesn't want us to see it, so he blinds us. We have to hear the gospel, which in one sense is a human word, a human tradition. Christ died for our sins. He rose again. He placated the wrath of God. He shut hell. He opened heaven. He justified us. He adopted us. He made us his own. That's the gospel. And it shines with self-authenticating light. What light? The light of the glory of Christ. Do you see it? How do you see it? How does it become visible? Well, Paul proclaims not himself, but Jesus Christ as Lord. He lifts up in human words the word of God, the truth. Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you see the glory? Here's how you will come to see it. For God said, now this is what happens in the calling out of darkness into light. This is what happened that brought the Thessalonians into faith and made Paul realize they're among the elect. God says, let light shine out of darkness. And with that word, he has shown in our hearts to give this light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's how you got saved, if you are saved. That's how you came to accept the Word of God, not merely as the Word of man when the gospel was preached, but as it really is the Word of God, because God said, let there be light. And you saw in this human preached Word of God, Christ crucified as the power of God, the wisdom of God, and the glory of God. And you could not not believe, because the glory of God won you over. The glory and beauty and truth of Christ won you over. Here's one last way to put it, and then I'll pass on to the next session. This is Second Thessalonians 2. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs, wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing. Why? Because they did not accept, same word, accept the love of the truth. Oh, hear this. We live in a day where people believe there are many, many words of men. Oh, here comes another word of man. There's conservative words of men. There's progressive words of men. There's Republican words of men. There's democratic words of men. There's all kind of philosophical words of men. There's Islamic words of men and Hindu words of men and Protestant words of men and on and on. All there are is words of men. And the philosophy today is choose your word, make your reality. There's no ultimate meaning. There's no ultimate truth. All you have is words of men. And that's the way it's going to be until this miracle happens. This calling here. When that miracle happens and God says, let there be light, let light shine out of darkness, and he gives the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ, then you know. These are not merely the words of men. 
This is the Word of God. Christians believe that there is a Word from God that has been spoken. It is absolute truth and it is worth dying for, which is what they're ready to do because the Word is at work in those who believe. We talk about that next time.